Hey gang, welcome back to the Let's Level Up podcast, episode number 31. Uh, I'd like to thank you guys for listening and, and and joining us this Friday, as per usual. I have a very special guest, but before we get into that, I'd just like to uh, thank everybody who has gone and taken a look at our Patreon page. We've gotten a lot of really cool feedback there and things to implement. If you haven't yet, go to patreon.com forward slash Let's Level Up. Consider subscribing to us on Twitter and Facebook. All that information is available at letslevelup.net, the website. And uh, hit the subscribe button on YouTube as well. That'd be cool. Um, I'm joined today by one of my good friends. Um, she is... I'm, Wanda, I'm going to ruin your title. Okay. But it's, it's... it's Is it Director of Library Services? Assistant Director. Assistant Director. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did I get the last part right, at least? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Miss Wanda Green. Mrs. Wanda Green, I guess I should say. Uh-huh. Um... I guess first wanted to say hi before I just dominate the conversation with how I met you. Hello. <laughs> how are you? How is everyone out there? I'm sure they're well. They're all <laughs> nodding their heads. Yes, we're well. Um, so actually, um, San Angelo is a small town. For those of you who don't know, we've got 100 plus thousand people in the immediate area within a 20 mile radius, right? So there's not a whole right. lot of... Um, there's not a whole lot of gaming opportunities, and a few years ago, I noticed that they the the library uh, was actually running and hosting. Um, gosh, at that time, I guess it was monthly, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was maybe or... it was every couple weeks. And it felt I like we did we... it a lot back then. Right, we were we at least monthly, at least. At least monthly, yeah. And I remember going and playing games at the library, meeting you the first time, and meeting actually a, a, quite a few people. Um, that have now become staples in my gaming group um, right. through those events. Uh, gosh, when was that? Was probably three years ago, four years ago. Well, this is the fourth annual. Oh, okay. So it would have been at least four, if not five. Five, yeah, because wow. it, was, it was about a year before we did the con. I didn't know we knew each right. other that long. That's crazy. Um, I'd say we become fast friends. I don't know if you'd agree, yeah. but I hope you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and uh, if you guys don't know, Wanda is the um, the brainchild. Really, a lot of her blood, sweat, tears. Hopefully, not very many tears or blood, <laughs> but I know a lot of sweat has gone in into um, building upon San Angela's gaming community in a way that brings the community together. Um, she hosts, I mean, at least monthly events at the Tom Green County Library. Um, the big library downtown, for those of you who don't know, um, but also four years ago put on the first gaming convention in San Angelo, at least to my knowledge, the first gaming mm-hmm. convention. Uh, it's called West, West Texas Tabletop Con. I, yes. I murdered that. <laughs> you got it. I had a stroke halfway there, but I think <laughs> we made it through. <laughs> West Texas, WTTC. WT3C. WT3C. I forgot. I always forget yep. about the other T. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. WT3C. They've had, we've had awesome guests throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Scott Morris, um, a friend of the show, and you guys have seen him on, on the show many a times, um, came out a few years. We've had um, some of the folks from Heavy Cardboard shut up, show up, the Board Game mm-hmm. Geek show up. Or the Game Boy Geek. I forgot what his YouTube channel is. Right. Um, some of the people from the Dice Tower Network show up, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Sam and Z were there uh, one year. They actually got to 
play a prototype of one of my early games and they really liked it. At least they said they liked mm-hmm. it. They're nice guys, so I don't know if they'd be rude right. to your face. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's it's been it's been an adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and how could I forget one of my favorite people in the world, the the uh, Justin and Anne Marie from Fireside Games. Yes, uh, make an appearance. So I, I don't know if you have. Because this year seems a bit stripped down, right? It's a little smaller, a little more intimate, I would say. Why? Maybe not, maybe not smaller in the negative sense. Mm-hmm. But I think there's going to be a lot, lot less frills. More just let's get to a table and let's let's have some fun. Exactly. Uh, yeah, which I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have Rebecca and Hunter Thomason will be there with the family showdown. You, you know what's um, funny. Come- They've come every year uh, from the the Dallas area, so I'm looking forward to getting to play some games with them. It's it's awesome. Rebecca is and, and Hunter as well, but Rebecca especially, she's got this energy about her. Mm-hmm. She looks like she's the most fun person to play board games with. And uh, we've met, I guess, four years now at the at the Texas Con, excuse me, at WT3C, right. and then um, you know we do Criticon over at Scott's place uh, mm-hmm. in August, which is just you know. <laughs> Basically, just a bunch of friends getting together. And right. every year, every event, we always talk about getting together, and we never do. We always end up talking or we get caught up in different games. So hopefully this year, Rebecca, if you're listening, and Hunter as well, we can get a game at the table. <laughs> uh, that'd be awesome. But they are great people as well. They are. They're a, they're a lot of fun. I um, rarely get to play games at the con because I'm usually running around like, you know, headless chicken. Um, but I actually got to sit down and play um, with them at the last one. One game, one quick game. Um, I can't even remember what it was. It was a fun little game. Um, but they are such a blast to play a game with. So before we get, I guess, too deep into the convention. By the way, the convention is this weekend. Starting Saturday, yes. I believe at noon. Ten, well, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. But the rodeo parade... swings by the library (laughs) so probably most people are not going to be able to get there until noon (laughs) i forget about (laughs) i forget about our obsession with our rodeo here which is it's great if you're into the stock show and rodeo more power to you so that is sorry this uh this is being recorded ahead of time so i guess i should preface this you're listening to this podcast on the first tomorrow (laughs) wt3c at the what is the building called the Stevens Central Library. The Stevens Central Library. Not the Judge B. Key buildings, for those of you who've no. been in San Angelo for a long time, because I still call it that sometimes. Right. Um, it'll be there. 10 a.m., doors are open, tables will be there. There are free events. There are there are paid tournaments that you can enter. There's all sorts of different kinds of games. If you're into Dungeons and Dragons or Magic the Gathering or other CCGs, there will be plenty of board games. Juan has got an awesome library. I'm, I'm, is that is that still open to the public? The the yes. library of war games. Okay, mm-hmm. so it is. Can... We'll have them all um, up there available for people to um, to sign out and play. Yeah, and I don't quite know what I'm doing there yet. Um, I've told Wanda I'm I'm hers um, to 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 use and abuse as she sees fit. <laughs> Hopefully, that just means me demoing games for you guys, <laughs> but I maybe do some some lifting of chairs and whatnot. So if you see me and I've got time, please tap me on the shoulder. We'd love to play games with you, and uh, probably even demo some games throughout the weekend. That'll be a lot of fun. Right. Um, we'll have a painting contest. So if you are a miniature painter, 
bring oh, yeah. your your best painted miniature. Um, if you have the what it takes to win the best painted miniature contest, um, you'll get a, a ten dollar specialties gift card, a ten dollar Fat Cats gift card, and ten dollars in three D printing from Steam Central. That's awesome. Uh, I want to talk to you more about Steam Central. I, I want to talk to you about a lot of things. I'm going to try not to lead us down too many rabbit holes here. Um, so, it, you said you said bring your own miniature. Is that bringing yeah. something that they've already painted? Right, right. Oh, you have to ha- you have to have painted it yourself. Okay. Um, to enter it, but but bring it already painted. Now we will also have a painting clinic uh, from Mediocre Minis. Uh, is going to do a little. Um, um, painting a little short little painting clinic on Sunday and it's free. Um, so you can actually paint a miniature there and kind of learn some tips and tricks. Um, but the contest is one that you've already, you've already painted. Okay. So bring your pre- best pre-painted miniature to enter right. in the contest. That's $30 right there for just something you've already done. So even if you don't think it's very good, bring something by. You may win. Mm-hmm. We've had a we had a we had a silent auction. Uh, gosh, when was that? Was that was that the first year? I think we've done it maybe every year. Mm-hmm. A little bit a little bit of an auction there, and I remember getting a copy of Rampage for like ten dollars. I put the minimum bid just to get it started. Nobody else bid on the thing, and I got a copy <laughs> of Rampage, which is I think it's out of print now. But at the time, it was a fifty dollars game for ten dollars. So. Um, those little things, because this is such a, you know, and an, I don't even know if I would call it a niche hobby here, but, uh, the community isn't as large as you would see in some place like Dallas or Austin. Um, so you have a good chance of winning this miniature contest. What I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Why not? I'm looking around, I'm trying to think of all the minis I've painted and I don't think any of them are very good. But I'll I'll probably bring one just to enter just because uh, that free 3D printing money is good. (laughs) I have, I have one, I have painted one. I actually have a set of um, non Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo miniatures. Um, I think they're called, what are they called? Uh, Meddling kids. That's what they're called. The meddling kids. And um, my plan is to replace the minis in Betrayal at House on the Hill with my meddling kids miniatures, maybe even in Zombie Side because they're kind of a zombie fighter-ish. They're, they're like um, um, if the Scooby-Doo gang fought zombies. Um, and I painted one. It's really hard. <laughs> I learned from the one I painted. I think I might... Um, uh, have to pay someone to paint the rest of them it it's really tough to to paint them but yeah mine's not mine's not that great either yeah i've 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 looked at i'm gonna probably need to try to go to this this painting clinic uh on sunday because i could use all the tips and tricks i can i bought a um i thought i was buying a wash but i ended up buying i think a stain Mm-hmm. which is not a wash. It's not the same thing <laughs> as a wash at all. Um, and I painted my uh, Who Goes There minis, and I decided to, I wanted to wash them to make you know make the colors really stand out. And I did the first one, and um, it was like I just dunked it in oil. Like, it was just... 
so dark and you couldn't you couldn't make out any of the features anymore so i was like oh crap like i really screwed this up <laughs> um so i won't make that mistake again uh, but man it is it's fun if you've never painted before um it's it's surprisingly how how cool of an experience mm-hmm. it is and and how how easy it looks but when you mm-hmm. get in there to to master that is is a lot of hours i think of of, of bad bad scooby doo right. mini painting <laughs> so while we're going down kind of this um miniature painting rabbit hole um i came across this really cool thing um from games workshop they have an after school program uh and you I wrote to him and I said, Hey, I'm really interested in this after school program for learning how to paint miniatures or teaching others or providing little miniature painting clinics. And they're sending a kit. So, oh, that's awesome. um, yeah, so I, I don't think I'm going to have it in time for the convention, but I'm hoping, um, we've kind of brought up mentioned steam central that that can be something that we offer as a little after school program during steam central. Now we may be learning via YouTube videos. Um, but they have awesome, uh, games workshop has these awesome YouTube videos too, that you can watch. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of, kind of excited about that. I don't have the kit yet. I'm not sure what all it's going to contain, but, um, that might be something kind of fun and interesting, um, coming up down the road. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I, I love all these programs you get involved in. Like it seems like every month when we talk, there is there's something new and cool um, that you're <laughs> that you're doing. And I, if you guys don't know this, it takes a tremendous amount of effort. I would call it a tremendous amount of effort um, in 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 writing these these um, uh, whether it's it's money for a grant or to get particular funding for a certain project or just researching what's out there. It takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And if you this is San Angelo that we're talking about. You look at maybe not every city or every municipality has somebody like Wanda there who's championing the awesome cause of gaming. Um, but likely in your area, there's somebody here who's going through that same struggle. And it's uh, and it's, it could be a thankless job if you don't know the right people. So I guess on behalf of everybody, the world, Wanda, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is incredible how much time that you spend um, to make other people happy. I mean, it's really cool. <laughs> I don't know if do you think do you ever think of it like that like geez I work I work 40 hours a week and then I do another 20 <laughs> on top of that just to make other people happy I um it it's I feel really really fortunate it's it's really rare to have a job where where you pretty much don't tell my boss this, but you just kind of get to do what you want. You kind of get to explore all of your own interests or hobbies or even things that sound just a little bit interesting. And then, and then kind of pursue this rabbit hole <laughs> of projects and ideas um, and then share that with the community. And um, it's just, it's just, it's really cool to have that be your job. So, so I feel really really fortunate actually so you love what you do i mean that's obvious oh yeah. yeah yeah that's great can you tell me a little bit about steam central what what is steam central and what are some of the cool things you can do there okay um so steam central is a maker space and basically um 
the the idea is it's just a place with a lot of tools and equipment and some of it kind of high-end tools and equipment things like 3d printers and laser cutters and even a long arm quilting machine and sergers and all sorts of just crazy crazy equipment that you can come in and learn how to use and get certified to use and then you make an appointment and come in and use that equipment to do whatever it is you want to do so that's kind of it in a nutshell um makerspaces have been around for a while but there was actually a librarian in New York, in New York, um, Fayetteville, New York, Fayetteville Free Library, um, that kind of brought that makerspace idea and mentality that you can kind of make anything you want and meshed it with the library world. And that was about seven, eight years ago. And that idea just exploded. So we were the third library in the state of Texas to open a makerspace. And we did that about two and a half years ago. Um, we're in our third year grant and it just, it just keeps growing. Um, it's just, it's just awesome. Yeah. That's incredible. How many, do you know how many libraries now are, are, are taking part of that in the state? I do not know now. I know we were the <coughs> third, um, North Richland Hills, which is kind of up in the Dallas area. And then um, Clear Lake, which is in the Houston area. It's where NASA is, basically, the, the Johnson Space Center okay. is. So that was one of the first. Them and, and um, North Richland Hills, I'm not sure which. They might have been kind of simultaneous. And then we came along immediately after. Oh, that's incredible. I mean, you, you would think that. Austin, San Antonio, um, more more parts of the Metroplex, um, more libraries within Houston proper right. would have would have beat you to that, but no, because of your passion, you know, we got it, we got it there first. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm, you know, if I was interested in doing something like three D printing or laser etching or whatever, you mentioned, um, uh, you know, having to get um, um, you know trained basically on mm -hmm. how to use the equipment. Um, is there a website that somebody can go to and see when this class schedules are? Um, is there any sort of tuition fees or anything like that that they have to be aware of? Um, it is uh, TGC, tgclibrary.com slash Steam Central. Or if you go to the tgclibrary.com, you can click on the Steam Central tab. Um, as far as fees, there are two things we charge for. It's 10 cents a gram. Is that right? Am I saying that right? 10 cents a gram, 10 cents an ounce to 3D print. Um, an ounce feels like a lot. I th think it's a gram. Now I'm like, now I'm questioning myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the page, <laughs> the <Yeah>. policy. <laughs> um, but we don't print anything until you, you know, until you approve it. So we'll tell you how much it's going to weigh, what what the cost is going to be before before we hit the, the button to print it. Um, the other thing that we charge for is we have a poster printer that'll print out up to forty four inch wide posters. I think those rolls of paper are about two hundred feet. So if you have a two hundred foot forty four inch wide poster, we can print it for you. Um, and we chose. Uh, 
charge a um, recovery cost for the ink and paper. Sure. Um, but those are the only two things we charge for. So getting certified in a class, there's no charge. Taking any of our, uh, doing any of our programs, um, we provide all the supplies and materials and everything. So um, that's the only two things that you have to pay for. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, I'm trying to think of something I've always wanted to learn that I can go to the Steam, to go to, go to Steam Central and learn. There's a lot of things. I'm just so late. You know, you're see the opposite. The, I think there are two things that separate us as people. One, you, I think you generally like people a lot more than I do, and you are way more driven than I am. I would take a, I would take a, uh, let's watch a movie on the couch, uh, overdoing anything, most days. So, like tomorrow, this is just an example of some of the stuff we do down there. Tomorrow I have a school coming in um, from Goldthwaite. So that's kind of, I think, up toward somewhere between here in the Dallas area. Yeah, between, between Coleman and Dallas, I think. Yes. Yeah. So we have a school from Goldthwaite coming in. Um, we're going to do a Franken toy exercise. I went yesterday, I went to Goodwill, and I bought um, about 10 random electronic stuffed animals. So, you know, things that sing and dance when you push a button. And um, so we're going to have these kids take them apart. So they're going to rip the stuffing out. They're going to take the skins off. They're going to take out all the screws and the battery packs. And they're going to figure out, they have to figure out kind of how these things work. Um, Then we'll provide all sorts of materials for them and Arduinos and some motors and things like that. And they're going to have to take those toys and Franken toy them. They're going to have to turn it into something, (laughs) something else. That's awesome. Um, So that's, that's kind of, you know, kind of the things we do. That's for a school group. Um, But that's probably one of my like favorite projects because it's just, if you have never taken apart a stuffed electronic toy, you should do it because it's just it's just crazy. Well, I'll say this: i've <laughs> I've seen like... I've seen the movie Toy Story, and I know that that's a no-no. <laughs> <You know? laughs> now that sounds incredible. You said this is your favorite. Have you done? Uh, has this project been done before with other groups? Yes, we did um, a summer camp um, this this past summer for. Um, uh, with ASU students um, who were interested in STEM careers. And so that was our first time to actually do this project. And then we've done it a couple of times publicly for public, just public projects, public programs. And then um, this will be our third or fourth time doing it. Um, but we, this is like my favorite thing to do or one of my favorite things to do in Steam Central. That's all. That's incredible. Um, okay. Well, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, one of the things I love hearing are people's Genesis stories in, in the world of gaming. It's something mm-hmm. that if you look back at, you know, the first episode of this, uh, of this podcast and, and almost every guest we've had on, we've talked about how you got into what, what was the first game that you can remember playing? Um, whether it's, you know, cards, uh, tabletop games, board games, anything like that, that really you kind of got your, your engine turning. Um, I have kind of two stories. So when I was a kid, the first game 
that I remember playing that I really, really love, which I grew up playing. We play board games a lot, but kind of the typical stuff, you know, Monopoly, all of that. But the first one I really remember loving was Clue. That was like, I mean, and I, you know, today we think of Clue and it's like, eh, but um, that was the game that I was like, yeah, I love that game. Um, as an adult, we were looking for something to do with our kids as a family that kind of, you know, something maybe that didn't involve a screen that we could all be around a table and do. And, um, and that just kind of occurred to me that that was something as a kid that we really enjoyed. Um, and that would be something that we could do. So we played also wanted something too, that my, that, that my husband and I could do together. And so we played, um, we just jumped right in with both feet. Talisman um, oh, wow. was, the first, was the first game, which kind of feels <laughs> like Monopoly, you know, now. Yeah. Um, but Talisman was, was the game that, that we learned uh, and played as a family. And then um, there is a little card game. And I'm, I'm not going to get this right. Um, I can think of the Western one, but I can't think of the, the first one. The, um, the guy who run snakes and lattes actually developed this game um the western ones bushwhack environments out of sergio's butte I don't... i'm trying to th i'm trying to think of the it's a science fiction it's a play on science fiction movies um 50s era science fiction movies what is that called um I don't, I don't think I know. Shoot. It's making fun of science fiction movies is what it is, but, uh, is it the, is it the, is it the game when you're making, where you're actually making a movie? It's a card game. Yes. Okay. Yes. A, a B grade movie. You're building, you're building your movie and trying to ruin other people's movies. Yeah. It's almost like um, a, like a, like a munchkin esque game where you, you know, you want your movie to succeed the other players to not i played that with right. your husband actually five years ago yeah. probably yes uh, <laughs> um that was one of his one of both of our you know favorite games and um so those were kind of as adults those were the two games that really that really started us into into gaming that kind of i fell down the rabbit hole after playing those two yeah that's awesome you know, people, I don't think people now, and maybe they shouldn't, uh, I, I heard that there was at Essen 1,700 new board games, or new games released at Essen, mm -hmm. which is, it's a number so large, it's hard to really comprehend. Right. 1,700 new properties, announced, maybe not released, but uh, announced and released, maybe that's the mm -hmm. figure there. Um, it's just way too much. Um, I think yeah. for this space to have in like a five year time, let alone, let alone just a, whatever this year was or right. last year rather. Um, but I don't think we give enough credit to some of that older stuff. Clue is fantastic. Um, I spent a lot of nights playing Clue with my family mm -hmm. growing up and really loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say this to people listening who kind of with a thumb your nose at it, like games like Clue or, um, or Risk, or um, Stratego, Stratego, 
There's the stroke again. Uh, you know, some of those old school games that, um, you know, I think we, we can't forget who took us to the dance at the end of the day. And a lot of right. us learned those games growing up and there's, they're special for a lot of people, myself included. So right. and I was thinking of that when you reset, uh, you know, a lot of people don't like clue. Now you should play clue more because it's, it's really good. It Still. is. I, I think it's, I think of too that kind of the style of, of board game or that era of board game that it's that it's maybe one of the better ones like i could see myself now i could sit down and play clue and a lot of the games you know if you want to sell me a game one of the good ways to do it is say well this is kind of like clue you like know not one yard <laughs> you know um, all of those sort of deduction style games i think that clue was sort of that foundation yeah i mean i really I really enjoy. I think I enjoy deduction games more than social deduction games. Um, I'm a bit. I don't know. It's a little weird, you know, because I'm, we're in the process of trying to publish a social deduction game mm-hmm. right now. Um, but it's almost like we're just we're just too late uh, because I think a lot of the magic is gone from that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I and I almost feel like deduction, and I'm talking. Games like uh, Mysterium and Deception, um, which I, I believe you could you could classify both of those as de- social deduction games, right? And but they're not really. It's not like playing right. a game of Mafia or Werewolf. Um, it's more more thinky, and I think that's that's really cool. Right. I think you can puzzle it out. You yeah. know. Yeah, it's neat. It's neat when when games give you that option. Mm-hmm. Um, playing playing the players is great. Uh, but there are people who just, I don't think, I don't think your husband's a big fan of them. Social, no. social deduction games. I know Christ, my wife, Christina does not like them at all. Um, she'll play just because, uh, I need an extra body <laughs> to do stuff with, uh, but she's generally not a fan. No, Randall is definitely, definitely not a fan of social deduction, but he does like deduction. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I wonder if there's something. There's got to be something new just in the deduction space mm-hmm. um, that people haven't tapped into yet. That's 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 primed for something like, holy crap, we've mm-hmm. never thought of this. Why why not? And right. then you get uh, 500 copies of it being released at the next big con. <laughs> uh, 500 different games, sorry, not 500 copies of the game. <laughs> uh, anyway. So I think the trend now is, or what I've, I've seen a lot of, and, and maybe it's kind of come and it's, it's actually on its way out, is sort of the... The read and it's one that I haven't really don't have much experience with at all is the read and write. Seems like that's the 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 thing now. It does seem like there's a lot of those now, and I'm, I don't know why. Because to me, um, and basically the read and write games are, are just choose your own adventure books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, really, <laughs> uh, you don't you don't have at the end of it when you look at it, you don't really have a ton of options. Right. It's right. it's like did you watch Bandersnatch on Netflix? Not yet. Oh, okay. So I've I'll not watched it yet. I'll put a pin in that. We can talk about okay. that when you watch it. But um you in a, in a pick a path book, you have these different paths that you go down, right? But they're right. really binary choices. Do this or do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe 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 you'll have four choices, right? And then two of those choices will loop back to something else. Or send you down a path that will lead to your ultimate demise. Mm-hmm. So these these games like um, uh, what's the Sherlock Holmes one? 
the 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 read and write um Sherlock Holmes detective game golly oh. I don't remember the name of it anyway like, in, like Mythos Tales I think we played Mythos Tales over at your yeah. place oh Consulting Detective Consul- there you go Consulting Detective yeah so those 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 games are really neat but um they don't they don't leave a lot to the imagination maybe they're not supposed to because it is a puzzle after all so maybe you don't have to be very imaginative I really that, those are two interesting games too. Um, I played both of them, and I played them both fairly close together. I think we played Mythos Tales, mm-hmm. um, and then right before that, I had played um, Consulting Detective, and I almost think they took Mythos Tales and they looked at Consulting Detective and they figured out what what Mythos what what would make Consulting Detective better, uh, and added the timer or the yeah the kind of put a put a time limit on um on the game yeah you Um, can only go and visit so many locations or interact with so many things before you're just you you failed the investigation Mm -hmm. because you couldn't gather enough evidence or whatever Mm -hmm. um and it made a huge difference just that one that one little change um i think i would almost if i went back to play consulting detective i would almost figure out a way to to add that element in because it it really made that game so much better. I'm sure you could. I mean, it doesn't seem like because because Mythos Tales is um, specifically every time you go to a location, you advance mm-hmm. you advance the time up, and you've got like ten hours in the day. You've got three right. days to do it, so you've got thirty chances or whatever mm-hmm. to do something. Um, and then they scale it depending on how long it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are shorter, some of them are longer. Have you played? Have you played Ignacy's um, uh, from uh, from Portal Games Detective? I just ordered it. Oh, I have it you? on the way. <laughs> it's on the way, but I haven't played it yet. For you or for the library? For me personally. Oh, I wish you would have told me. I would have given you my copy. Oh darn it! I actually, because Christina and I played it, and mm-hmm. um, it was it was a big miss for both of us. Mm. Um, so they've got, it's a lot like, it's a lot like both of those other two games, except for they build in, um, an app or a database that you, uh, as a detective, you put your evidence into and you uh-huh. put matches and everything. Uh, but then whenever you get done with the case, it goes back to this, the same plain Jane. Here's a question. Were you paying attention? Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. answer the question. Hmm. Um, so they, they, they get rid of like your, your paper notebook and give you an app, um, or really it's a web page, um, to, to log everything in. And it's, okay. it's neat at first, but to me, it, 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 it wasn't intuitive enough for it to be a seamless experience and ended up detracting a lot from our first play session where after we finished, okay. we went, man, I don't think I want to play that again. I don't think I want to, <laughs> I don't think I want to see what happens with the rest of this case. Um, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I, I should probably go back and give it another chance, but I don't know. With 1,700 new games coming out, who's got the time? Ex- am I right? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I've got, I've got that one. It's, it's on the shelf now, but it needs a, it needs a better home than what I can give it. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't, we, um, the thing I've played, I guess the most recent, I haven't played much lately, but, um, we got uh, fog of war, fog of war, fog of love, fog of love, oh yeah, fog of love over um, the holidays, and 
um, and played through that, uh, through, through the, the first scenario, the, the kind of tutorial scenario. And, um, I really, really liked it. Um, we've really enjoyed it. And I love, I love how they integrated the rules into learning the rules into your first, into your first play of it. Um, I think it took a pretty complex game, a pretty, pretty complex system and made it very easy to learn. So I would like to see games kind of maybe, especially some more complex games doing more things like that. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, especially in those, those campaign esque, uh, don't want to use the term legacy games, mm-hmm. but you know, those games that are designed to, um, become more complicated, the more you play it, um, introducing it, you know, in a way that doesn't overload somebody you're right because i've seen that i've been teaching games to people for so long there comes a point when i know there's certain games that aren't going to be fun to teach once we get there it's Mm -hmm. a lot of fun but man there's going to be a lot of glassy-eyed stares uh (laughs) in that process um we played we played two new new to us games um this week we played vindication Mm -hmm. uh which is I, i think really really something special um it's um god i wish that orange nebula i think is the one that makes it uh the theme is that you are you are wretched um is what was what your your class is basically you're the scum of the earth you're so bad that on a ship full of people like you you got thrown overboard and left for dead Uh, you happen to wash up on this on this magical island and you basically use that as a as a stiff kick in the butt that you so desperately need to become a good person again. Um, and you ba- you basically just explore this island and and um, try to get honor. And every time you get honor, you get basically your victory points, and whoever has the most honor at the end of the game wins. But you have it's a limited action game, uh, and it's just really really well done. Uh, the way that the resource management is. Mm-hmm you have one single resource, which are these little, you know, wooden cubes of your color and you use those for everything. So you have to constantly be watching that. Like if I want to put this into one of my attributes, like strength, which I could use to do strength challenges later, I don't have that anymore. It's locked into strength. I can't, I can't go and move that around without using another action. Let's me do that. So it, it uh, the way that it plays is really neat. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't unfold itself in a way that's super intuitive at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after a couple turns, it's just one of those things that you, you get. And then we played um, Civilization New Dawn as well. Um, okay. Which was a little. I mean, it's a fantasy flight game. So those aren't those aren't well known for having the best rules, um, right? The, the most easily interpreted rules. Um, mm-hmm. I, I got it pretty uh, pretty early on uh, when we were te- when we were treating. Uh, excuse me, when we mm-hmm. were teaching it. Uh, but even like Regan, he was able to follow along and do things in the game after a couple turns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it moves really fast. So that's a fun one as well if you're into the Civi style stuff. It's it's neat. About how long does that one play? Most of the civilization stuff seems like it takes forever. You just... Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that. As I've probably started, I don't know how many games of Civ 5 and Civ 6 and never finished them <laughs> I, I you know and i'm talking like 15 hours of playing the same right. game and still no close to finishing <laughs> uh 
this plays in two hours, uh, okay. one to two hours, okay. I think, depending on the number of players you have. That's so, not bad. Yeah, it's and it's. I mean, you can't do half the stuff you can do in the computer game. Like right. you can't you can't individually manage your city's populations and grow certain districts <laughs> or. Uh, but it's neat how it all works in a, in a simplified form. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Have you had time to play anything else? We got, I got ice cool. No, my kids and Randall love dexterity games. So I have a huge collection of dexterity games because that's what I can almost always be like, hey, you want to play this game? So um, if you haven't, you, you probably have played ice cool. I've seen you play. I've never actually played it, but I've seen it's it not. set up a bunch, right? Oh my gosh. That is so much fun. So um, it is just a, it's just a flicking game. That's it. But you can get these, these little weighted penguins. They're kind of like, you know, what are they? Weebles, weeble wobble people um, to do all sorts of tricks. And um, that is just, that's just a lot of fun. It's just a hoot. Um, and I have flick em up, which is normally the requested game at my house. Let's play flick em up. But flick em up takes forever to set up. Um, so I bought Ice Cool hoping this would be like an alternative, you know, super quick, um, play some rounds. Uh, so that's that's kind of been a standard. It's, it's actually still sitting on my table over there. Um, we bought, speaking of kind of the Choose Your Own Adventure, haven't played it yet, but we did buy the, the Choose Your Own Adventure game that's mm-hmm. kind of like the books you know i remember reading those as a kid and just devouring them i loved them um so we got we bought one of those games we haven't tried it yet but looking forward to playing playing that one and i think that one kind of plays almost like a campaign style uh game that's cool I, i've seen that on the shelf it's cool the way it looks yes it look it looks like the cover of an old choose your own adventure book and it just takes me back to being a kid again which is awesome yeah yeah and that's probably why i bought it because it's just the nostalgia the nostalgia factor there was was very strong with that one oh that's awesome i need to play i guess i need to play more dexterity games the only time i've ever really played i played flick them up with you i think twice okay and um I i don't i don't think i own one I think it's like one of the games I don't. I own Monstrous, which is, right. I guess it could be considered a dexterity game, but it's more of a, th- you throw cards, right? Uh-huh. And you, tr- you try to land close to these locations. And when you, you're basically throwing monsters down from Mount Olympus mm-hmm. onto these locations around Greece, and the uh-huh. monsters will do certain things. Like if, matter, I, this isn't one of the actual rules, but let's say a Cyclops lands on top of another monster, it'll destroy right. that monster and you remove it from the board or whatever. And then whoever's got more that are touching the location wins. And you're supposed to stand mm-hmm. so many feet away and, and hurl them. Mm-hmm. Um, those are that's kind of fun. That sounds a little like Dungeon Fighter, which is a dungeon crawl dexterity game. Kind of combines both elements. That one's that one's a lot of fun. Dungeon um, Fighter, okay. Dungeon Fighter, that's a good one. A little more complex, but has the dexterity element. Um, junk art. You played that one? That's like Flick 'em Up, but it same same publisher, Pretzel Games. I don't think I have played that one, no. That one I, you're building 
building art art sculptures. <laughs> That's cool. Um, on a world tour, you're an artist on a world tour, and each city you go to has different rules. Uh, that one's a lot of that one's a lot of fun, and it looks you know, of course, like a lot of dexterity. One of the things too is I'm always like, it's got to look pretty on the table. Yeah. And I think a lot of dexterity games really, really do have beautiful components. Flick them up's awesome. Like it's just it the, the, the whole little wooden setup that you get there. It's, it's cool how quickly everything <laughs> transforms into this old Western town. Right. That's really neat. Uh, okay, so let's just go back over it really quick. Tomorrow, as the audience is listening to this, okay, 10 a.m., doors are open for WT3C. Mm-hmm. Come by, play games. It's free to enter. You, yes. Literally no reason not to swing by if right. you're in the area. So right. come on down. Play some games. Um, get a bird's eye view of that rodeo parade if you know you want to watch it. Um, I think we'll even have Girl Scout selling some Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> okay. So you can get, get your Girl Scout cookie fix. Um, we'll have, as we've had in the past, we'll have the Amped Guard people um, doing stuff on the roof, fighting on the roof, um, which is a little scary, but um, they'll be doing their thing. Um what else? So the stores will have some tournaments. They'll be doing demos. We'll have the 3D printer up there uh, doing demos, um, printing terrain and things like that. We'll have the miniature painting demos, the miniature contest. I'm trying to think of everything. Um, there will be some role play games going on. Um, it's just a little bit, little little bites, little bits of everything. Tabletop gaming. The best kind of gaming, in my opinion. Oh, yes. Uh, although I've been doing an obscene amount of video game playing lately. It's something nice. I, I was putting, I forgot, like, I was putting away a board game, and I'm sure you're a mom. You've probably experienced this. You set something up, you know, you, you make a nice meal for everybody. They eat, they leave, and then you're left with all the mess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, and I did that. I was looking at my board game and I just thought back to my mom when I was a kid and I was like, oh, this is how she felt like <laughs> here. I did. I tried to do something really nice for everybody. And then I'm left putting chits back in a bag. <laughs> or you set it all up and then no one will come play with you. Yeah. That's also very annoying. No one will come eat the, the, the gorgeous, delicious meal that you just prepared. That's what happens when my wife puts Brussels sprouts into something. <laughs> we just have mutiny. It's like a dog day afternoon. <laughs> uh, well, Wanda, thank you so much for joining me. I always love talking with you, Enjoyed and I can't it. wait to see you um, uh, this weekend. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Come play some games. Let's do it. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. We love you. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you've got questions or suggestions for guests on future episodes, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at Let's Level Up and uh, let's chat.